Welcome to Our Missouri, a podcast about the people, places, culture, and history of the 114 counties and independent city of St. Louis that comprise the great state of Missouri. Each episode focuses on a topic related to the state, ranging from publications about Missouri's history to current projects undertaken by organizations to preserve and promote local institutions. The Our Missouri podcast is recorded at the Center for Missouri Studies in Columbia and is generously provided to you by the State Historical Society of Missouri. And now, here's your host, Sean Rost. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, or whatever hour you're tuning in to listen to the Our Missouri podcast. My name is Sean Rost, and we guide as we explore the memories, moments, and misfortunes from our Missouri. As we continue our series on Title IX in Missouri, we turn to the basketball court for what was one of the most popular attractions at many local gymnasiums across the state. Even in the depths of the Great Depression, Missourians made their way to neighboring schools to cheer and support local town teams as they faced off against traveling basketball teams with unique names like the All-American Redheads, the Helen Stevens Olympic Coeds the Ozark Hillbillies, and Grover Cleveland Alexander's Stars of the World. At the same time, these games served as a homecoming of sorts for some of the traveling team's best players as they came back to play in front of friends and family. While exhibition contests and all-star teams have been a staple of the traveling sports circuit, in the years leading up to World War II, Missouri boasted several players and affiliated teams that were considered some of the very best. However, to tell today's story of Missouri's pre-war women's basketball prowess, we will focus on a non-Missourian, Helen Onsen, to be our through line. Onsen's perspective on these teams and the barnstorming basketball circuit are made possible thanks to a decision by her family to donate photographs, diaries, correspondence, and an oral history related to her life and career on the court to the State Historical Society of Missouri. Through the oral history, Helen Onsen will tell us about key moments in her life on the barnstorming circuit. Additionally, oral history intern Quinn Shepard will give voice to Helen through select excerpts from Onsen's diaries in the 1930s and the 1940s. Born in 1915 in northern Minnesota along Lake Superior, Helen Onsen spent a majority of her life in nearby Wisconsin in the community of Rhinelander. Since there were so few organized athletic opportunities for Onsen growing up, she honed her skills in recreational play and helped start a local girls basketball team that played neighboring towns. After graduating high school in 1933, she remained in Rhinelander to work in the Oneida County Courthouse and played recreational basketball whenever she could. By chance, while Grover Cleveland Alexander's Stars of the World team was barnstorming through Wisconsin in 1937, they found themselves in need of a substitute player and inquired in local communities. Rhinelander supplied them with Helen Onsen. She would remain with the team on its barnstorming tour until the end of the circuit. Well, I started out uh, about 1938 39 uh, playing professional basketball. Uh, against Miller. We were booked by Dave Saffertine and the Harlem Globetrotters, and uh, the booking was done in the summer. And then we'd start off, and we'd play seven or eight games a week, going all the way up to the wilds of Canada, all through the United States. The second year out, we had a, a woman, uh, we, the first year, we featured Grover uh, uh, Cleveland Alexander, the greatest baseball pitcher in the world. He was the uh, uh, he would make an appearance with the owners of the Empire Hotel in Springfield where we trained. I think that hotel is probably long gone now. But uh, he was the host there, so they would take him uh, to be the drawing power at some of our, uh, some of our basketball games. Onsen's time with the Stars of the World was short-lived, and by the 1938-1939 season, 
she had signed on to compete with the Helen Stevens Olympic co-eds. Onsen's connection with the Olympic co-eds came through two of her stars of the world teammates, Green City's Isabel Payne and Shelbina's Fern Simmons, who also joined her on the new team. They were joined by Vic Kuklinski, a forward from Chicago to fill out the remaining starting five. Despite their expertise on the court, they were far from being the team's superstar. Her name was in the title, Helen Stevens. You may have heard the name Helen Stevens before, but if not, here's a brief refresher. And if you'd like to devote more time to Stevens, there are a couple of biographies about her life, as well as an SHSML Out of the Stacks on-demand program on the Historical Society's website that focuses on her life and career. Born in Callaway County, Missouri in 1918, Stevens led an unassuming life in and around Fulton in her youth working on the family farm and attending a local one-room schoolhouse. While Callaway County schools did not offer athletic programs for girls, physical educator W. Burton Moore quickly realized that the tall Stevens had outstanding athletic abilities. By the mid-1930s, the nearly six-foot-tall Stevens not only towered over some of her classmates, but she also towered over athletic competitors in track and field. In 1935, Moore took Stevens to St. Louis to compete in a track meet, and the teenager shocked those in attendance by besting the 1932 gold medalist Stella Walsh. A year later, the newly dubbed Fulton Flash won two gold medals at the 1936 Olympics in Berlin, Germany. By the time Helen Onsen stepped on the court with Helen Stevens, Stevens' athletic accomplishments were well known to everyone, including Onsen. Well, let me start off the second year. We had a woman who uh, invested her money she was, uh, her name was Helen Stevens. She was the uh, 1936 Olympic champion in Berlin, Germany. She uh, held uh, two gold medals. Then later on, she acquired many Canadian uh, records. And uh, when she was over, she was young. She was only 16 when she went into the Olympic Games. She was a big, strong farm girl from Fulton, Missouri. So anyway, uh, Hitler liked strong women. So he called her over to his box and uh, uh, wanted her to give him the Nazi salute. She wouldn't give it to him. She gave him the American handshake and they was a cameraman on hand. And uh, he ordered, the, they took a picture of her with Hitler. Hitler ordered the camera smashed and the man knocked to the ground. But several uh, postcards came out all over the country with Helen Stevens standing beside him. But she would not give him the Nazi salute. So she went to several... As I say, he liked powerful women. And uh, she went to several banquets with uh, Gary and Goebbels and all those guys. She called them the bad guys. So then when she came home, she uh, she traveled uh, county fairs, ra- uh, racing Fords, racing uh, she on foot and Fords up to a certain point in the line. Mm-hmm. And then she would uh, race horses, race horses. She, she got, uh, she was associated, she was uh, appointed, uh, she was voted the most outstanding woman athlete in 1936 by the Associated Press. Hmm. They called her the uh, Missouri Express, the Cannonball Express. So she said she got her speed chasing the jackrabbits across her father's Missouri farm. She uh, had lots of publicity. So she traveled with us, of course, she was a drawing part to take pictures standing by the two of the unknown soldiers up in Canada and stuff, and uh, she would, uh, we'd all be lined up there, and then we'd get the newspaper, and we'd all be cut off except her. So she went around to all the schools and talked. She was a very uh, fluent speaker, and uh, she gave a 15-minute exhibition before every game. 
Despite her Olympic accolades, this was not Helen Stevens' first go-around with the traveling basketball circuit. At the same time that Onsen suited up for the stars of the world, Stevens was the star of C.M. Olsen's All-American Redheads. Nicknamed the Swede, Olsen was a former basketball player himself and helped create what was originally known as the Cassville Redheads in 1936 as a means to promote the sport of basketball as well as the Olsen family's beauty parlor business in the Ozarks. The connection between the two is quite apparent in the decision to dye the hair of all the players red if they were not already a natural redhead. As for the players, Olsen drew heavily from former high school players, AAU competitors, and athletes who excelled in various sports. Adorned with red hair and red, white, and blue uniforms, the renamed All-American Redheads traveled the United States and internationally on the barnstorming circuit, playing basketball by the rules of the men's game. At halftime, the Redheads performed acrobatic feats and athletic challenges in front of, and with, the crowds. While Olsen promised Stevens a yearly salary of nearly $1,500 as well as expenses and a cut of the ticket revenue, she grew weary of the grueling travel schedule and the tug-of-war over her promotion between Olsen and other promoters. After debating a return to the Redheads, Stevens opted to align with Isabel Payne and form her own team, the Helen Stevens Olympic Coeds, with the help of Abe Saperstein, founder of the Harlem Globetrotters. Stevens' alliance with Isabel Payne brought her not only a manager and a coach, but also an experienced player who is considered to be one of the best of her generation. Originally from Green City in northern Missouri, Payne had starred on our local high school basketball team before continuing on at Northeast Missouri State Teachers College. By the time she joined Helen Stevens, she was already a hardened veteran of the traveling circuit, having played for the St. Louis All-Stars, Grover Cleveland Alexander as Stars of the World, and Joplin Business College, a men's team. She spent a good portion of 1937 actively seeking competition as she took up residence in Springfield, Missouri, in an effort to catch on with traveling men's teams in the Ozarks. Standing 5'9", Payne had the build of a post player, but it was her shooting ability that made her well-known. In an era before the modern three-point line, Payne regularly made shots from well beyond 25 to 30 feet of the basket. And for comparison, the three-point line today in the WNBA is 20 feet 6 inches, and for the NBA, 23 feet 9 inches. Much like Stevens' travel with the All-American Redheads and Onsen's own travel with the Grover Cleveland Alexander Stars of the World, the Olympic co-eds had just a grueling of a schedule as they went across the country, including parts of Canada, during the course of the late 1930s. In the course of this, Onsen recalls several events in which the team traveled and encountered numerous interesting individuals along the way. We were kind of lucky in traveling. We didn't... Um... We got stopped several times by the, uh, uh, well, we ran ahead of a fire truck and we went to a stop sign and then sometimes things happen. So they pulled us over to the side and they had the driver up on top looking for his chauffeur's license. I didn't think he had one. But anyway, uh, the Missouri Patrol stopped us and they let us go on the next, at that time when we played, the whole Missouri Patrol came in and sat in the front seat in the game. Sometimes we get up in Canada and we kind of worry about the, the gate. We weren't supposed to play on Sunday. 
and the provincial police always would check the gates. And we kind of wondered sometimes if he wouldn't swing those tickets around and get us all into trouble. So one time uh, we wanted to play that Sunday game, so somebody in the town got the provincial policeman out of town for Sunday so we could play our game. After her initial whirlwind season with the Olympic co-eds, Helen Onsen moved over to a new team organized by C.M. Olson, the Ozark Hillbillies. Initially created to serve as a farm team for the more well-known All-American Redheads, the Ozark Hillbillies nevertheless followed the same training schedule and travel schedule as the top-billed Redheads. For Onsen, the adjustment to the new team was quick. November 13th, Cassville, Missouri. Met the team. Slept until 11 a.m. Met the coach and Olson. Lunch. Suits issued. Practiced two to four on shooting mostly. Spent the evening visiting with Daniels and Hobbs. November 14th, Cassville. Practiced one to three. Over to Olson's beautiful home for luncheon. Home about 12 o'clock. Olson's home, the most beautiful I've ever seen. November 15th, Cassville. Practiced one to four. Enjoyed a banquet with the whole team and Olson at one of the hotels. Wonderful food. All of us attended a show on your toes. Hobbs won a trophy there. Went to bed at 10. November 16th, Cassville. Practiced 10.30 to 11.30, 2.30 to 4. Banquet at Barry Hotel. Show in evening, angels wash their faces. As the Redheads' farm team, there were times when Onsen was called up to the big club to fill in for games during the 1939-1940 season, yet for most of the time she remained with her Hillbillies teammates, most of them from Oklahoma, as they made their way, quickly at least, through the circuit. November 20th, Waynesville, Missouri, 24-20, Baker Hotel. November 21st, Warrensburg, Missouri, 30-20, played 18 miles from here at Holden, Missouri. Traveled 200 miles today. Hotel Martin. Good crowd. They enjoyed the game. November 22nd, Chillicothe, Missouri. 33 to 48. Hotel Leaper. Drove from Galt, Missouri after the game to Hotel Leaper. 35 miles. Played Galt team. 25 miles from Green City. Spent afternoon in Trenton, Missouri. Packed house. November 23rd, Moberly, Missouri. 45 to 19, American Hotel. Play Higby team at Higby, Missouri. Saw Kemper cadets from Boonville, Missouri on parade near Shelbina, Simi's home. November 24th, St. Louis, Missouri. 22 to 24, Hotel McKinley. Played in Trenton, Illinois. Drove through St. Louis and saw Horace Height and his band at the Fox. Also, incredible Mr. Williams. Drove 20 miles back after the game to St. Louis. November 25th, St. Louis, Missouri. 25 to 26. Played Owensville, Missouri at Owensville, 75 miles from St. Louis. Shopped in St. Louis in the afternoon. Bought two new slacks. Saw the women at the Empress. Hotel McKinley. November 26th. Hickman, Kentucky. Open date, drove over 200 miles. Crossed Mississippi 20 miles from Charleston, Missouri on a ferry boat. Hotel Laclede. From here, Onsen's records get scattered, as even the very team she played with were getting scattered themselves. 
With war underway in Europe at the start of the 1940s, concerns began to turn towards potential U.S. involvement in the conflict. It appears that during the 1940 season, Anson played for the Ozark Hillbillies before rejoining the Helen Stevens Olympic co-eds for a brief period of time. The team she returned to had changed slightly from her teammates a few years earlier. While Helen Stevens and Izzy Payne remained, they were now joined by Olympian Torchy Blash of Chicago, Ella Mae Riley of Oklahoma, and two new Missouri players, Moretta Osborne and Mary Shirebaum. Called Little Mary, Shirebaum towered over even Helen Stevens on the basketball court, at least when it came to height. Originally from Warren County, the six-foot-two Shirebaum dominated at Rice City High School, and not long after graduating was the starting center for the Olympic co-eds. If Mary Shirebaum had high school statistics to back up her playing abilities, Moretta Osborne, who was just slightly shorter at 5'11", had family lineage. A member of the Osborne family from Shelbyville, Missouri, Moretta was the younger sister of the famed Ruth Osborne, who took silver at the 1932 Los Angeles Olympics in the discus, and who was herself a member of the barnstorming sports circuit as a player for the All-American Redheads. When the United States was pulled into World War II in 1941, the barnstorming circuit cut back significantly. While localized travel still allowed teams to play a short distance away, teams like the Redheads, the Olympic co-eds, and the Ozark Hillbillies had to factor in rationing, particularly of rubber and gas, to their travel arrangements. In many ways, this put the travel circuit on hold for the duration of the war, outside of a few USO games. It was during this time that Helen Onsen went back to Rhinelander, Wisconsin. She took a job in the Oneida County Courthouse and stayed there until her retirement in 1984. Over the years, she helped instruct local children and adults in various sports, including basketball, baseball, tennis, archery, golf, and bowling. She also kept in close contact with many of her friends and former teammates. While she may not have opted to return to the Barnstorming Circuit after World War II, the All-American Redheads, the Helen Stevens Olympic co-eds, and Ozark Hillbillies picked up right where they left off, albeit with altered lineups. The co-eds still featured Stevens as the star attraction well into the 1950s, while the teams originally organized by C.M. Olsen changed ownership over the years, eventually moving to Arkansas. Well into the 1970s and 1980s, these teams still traveled on the circuit, playing barnstorming games, and competing in many ways as the modern-day Harlem Globetrotters. For Onsen, she kept in touch and occasionally stopped by for a visit with her teammates, while also catching a game or two when these teams traveled through the Great Lakes regions. In her oral history interview, recorded roughly a decade before her death in 2002, Onsen reflected fondly on her years on the barnstorming circuit. Well, everybody thought I played with that team, although I played softball and, uh, and tennis and uh, basketball in about three, in three states after I came back from the tour. I coached the uh, county normal school team, and I uh, coached uh, rec- uh, in the recreation work as a part-time thing. And everything but swimming. So it, it, uh, I, I met a lot of important people throughout the world, throughout the, throughout the United States, mixed up in sports because of that basketball thing. Thank you for listening to the Our Missouri Podcast. Please visit our website at shsmo.org forward slash our dash Missouri.